Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fortress Comic News, episode 342. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, alongside my coaster, Mike. What's going on, Mike? Nothing much. Just, uh, you know, hanging out, covering from the vid. Um, Living that COVID life. Yep. I think it's my third time having it now, Chris. It's like a joke now how many times I've had it. Um, I don't know. So I think legitimately I've had it once. Yeah, I've tested positive twice. I've I've had it three times, and I've had all the boosters and vaccines. I just I must be so immune at this point that uh, I'm just turning into the virus myself. That's why I'm always testing positive. I just am the virus at this That's point. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, you you know, so you got all your uh, your boosters and you got your shot and everything. Yep. And you remember the uh, the emergency test that they did a few weeks back on our phone? Yeah. Yep. I've been activated. That was actually activating your 5G. That was um, that was my call to my call to arms. <laughs> <laughs> Rise up, dude! That made me laugh so hard when I oh, read I that. <laughs> I know, man. The shit people come up with—they have too much time in their hands. I don't know about you, Chris, but I work for a living, so I, I only have time to talk about comics. I say I work for a living. I do yeah. this, and I decide, yeah. hey, let's do a Substack. And yeah, and Mike, oh, yeah. I just joined a gym, so now I'm gonna be going to a gym four days All a right. week. All right, so, all right. Nice. I'm happy. There's for no you. time. I did start going back to a gym too, so that's I'm happy for you. It's uh it's the great motivator. Um, yeah, I started to see myself slip doing it at mm-hmm. home. Yeah, dude, you like, get you're like, oh, maybe I could just skip those last three sit-ups. Those last couple push-ups. That's how I would be when I would work out at home. I'm like, I don't need to do that many reps. Well, you know what did it? And legit, it was COVID. So when I got sick. Yeah. And I, so that week, I didn't work out at all because I was mm-hmm. sick. And then I think the next week was when I just, I think I'm where you're at right now, where I just felt tired all the time. Yep. And then the following week, I was like, okay, I'm feeling normal again. And I got back into it. And it just, I have not been, done the same routine since. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, all right, let's switch it up. Let's leave the house, go to a gym. There you go. Get judged yeah. by other dudes. Hey, that's just it. I think people being around me definitely motivates me to work out more. Um, I granted I go at five AM when it's all like sixty plus men and my thought process is like if these guys can lift and do all this shit at this age, what's my excuse? <laughs> you know, like uh, I I wish my um my planet fitness near me isn't twenty four seven. Oh, okay. So they they open at five, which is when I'm driving to work in the morning. So oh, that sucks. I still have to do afternoons, but yeah. it's fine. Um, well, everybody, we do have a returning guest today. Nigel Carrington's back in the show from I think a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. We talked to Nigel. Um, I have yeah. a vivid memory of being in my my Massachusetts apartment talking to Nigel. So it had to be at least a few years. Yeah, you were definitely in Massachusetts. Yeah, my, yeah, Nigel's a guy I love. I mean, local yeah. boy up here near Rochester, yep. um, where I am. So, yep, gonna really talk happy about, to get uh, on. Gonna talk about Scarlet Ibis. Ibis? Yeah. Okay, I, well, I'll have to ask him how to pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have the source material. We'll have the straight from the source. We'll talk to him about that. Yeah. And you'll hear an interview, but, you know, doing some cool things with it, too. So, it. Yeah. Not only do you get a cool comic out of it, but, but it's going to go to some uh, pretty cool charities as well. But we'll get yep. into that with Nigel. Um, I did finish a couple couple things. I finished Ahsoka. Okay. Uh, really good. 
Um, the uh, yeah, I think everything was it was really cool. Uh, the the fights were cool. Uh, where all the characters left off were cool. Um, no, I thought it was a great first season. I uh, yeah, and I can't wait to see more. Um, I mean, Rosario Dawson uh, steals the show. Um, I think her interactions with Anakin were really cool. And yeah, and like Thrawn seems like a baddie. And the whole uh, the like witches thing was really cool. That like you know that whole like dark magic thing. I think I think that aspect was really cool. Um, yeah. And and the the yeah. way she kills that witch was awesome. Whatever yeah. her name was, uh, where she like she uses her sword against her, like cuts her in half, or whatever. I was like, oh fuck yeah. Um, I, I really like that they explored that because that's something in extended universe, both old uh-huh. and new, yeah. where it's like the force isn't just like Jedi and Sith. Like there's yeah. different ways to wield it, and one of them is through these like witches. Yeah, they're like they can like tell the future and shit. It's pretty cool. It, yeah, and it makes it even more fantasy because they're be- yeah. they're basically necromancers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they are like necromancers. Yeah. yeah, and it like takes a toll on their body too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's really cool. And then uh, just a project I'm working on, Chris. I got the uh, I got the comic art finalized this week. Yeah, so more news about that. Hopefully, send it over to the letterer, 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 and uh, hopefully we'll have some finished pages within a couple weeks. So excited for that! Um, Very cool. Um, Yeah. Dude, not comic related, but mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes trailer dropped. Yes, I we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, that's not in the news. We can talk about that. Holy shit! Uh, yeah. So not still the same Reeves universe, but a different director. Is that what I'm get guessing? Because that's still Caesar, right? In the trailer. Do we know? There's, def- there's definitely a time gap here. But that's I would and think I, that's the same character. And I think. I think it's a descendant of Caesar because didn't Caesar die? Oh, maybe he died in the last. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. been a minute since I watched those movies. I'm thinking this is closer, like in timeline wise, it's closer to the original Planet of the Apes movie. And that's because a, yes, okay, if, yeah. If you watch the the humans in it, seem like feral. Yeah, they're like cavemen. Yeah, yeah. and that's if you remember from the original movie, uh, that was the big thing. Is like the reason Taylor is so unique is that he can speak and he can write mm-hmm. and like humans are seen as animals. Cause they, they can't speak and they just kind right. of like wander the forbidden zone. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm wondering if we're closer to that timeline, obviously yeah. before, because as we get into the original movies, like there's really only one civilization that we know of. Um, but yeah, well, we're, we're almost getting into the Marky Mark timeline now where it's we like... don't talk about that movie mike <laughs> hey that wasn't a bad movie all right it's I, fucking awful i watched it a bunch of times as a kid that was the play of the apes i watched and enjoyed okay um, you had a terrible childhood whatever but i <laughs> I'm, I'm just talking about like the gorillas being the assholes the orangutans being this the like the wisdom guys um and and i just think that the uh Oh man, who played? I'm trying to think of the guys. The guy from the the Green Mile played uh, the gorilla in the uh, in the Marky Mark ones. He was awesome. Uh, 
he just won't even acknowledge they exist. I, I, I memory wiped that I, movie. So what 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 do you think about this movie ends with like the spaceship landing with the humans? Well, is that how you'd want this this first? Because this is like the start of it all, right? So that's essentially where the original series. That's how their timeline goes, right? There's, yeah, yeah, there's a few things that could happen. I mean, I don't think at this point you want to remake the the old movies. Like, yeah. either they're just not continuity anymore, or, um, which they're not at this point, really, because we can get into the whole time travel aspect of Planet of the Apes, right? But, uh, or you're, yeah, you're going to start something new with it but i don't know i i think that they're they're gonna try to milk it a little bit that this mm-hmm. is going to be like another series of movies where we're gonna get to the point mm-hmm. where we're at the the one main civilization and like the the religious acts aspects of it and all that i don't expect this to end right where Planet of the apes starts i do wonder how it's gonna hold up with no human are like human looking people being like the main point of the movie. You know what I mean? Where it's like, and they're not even humanoid. Cause like we always had masks or like humanoid looking characters. This is obviously all CGI where a main character is like a CGI ape. And so like, I wonder how that's yeah. going to unfold. I, I never watched it, but I, I mean, they did the quote unquote live action Lion King movie. Yeah, I didn't watch that either. <laughs> so I mean, it's been done. Yeah. No, yeah, it's been done. Huh. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to to wonder because that's my other thing is like the apes in the original Planet of the Apes movies, and even in the the Marky Mark one, seem to have evolved to be more humanoid, like bipedal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, walking on two feet. Yep. And that's another reason why I'm kind of like thinking this is earlier in the timeline. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. That maybe this is a few generations before all of that happens. But once again, they could just, this could just be a way, like you said, to do this, end it with the ship coming. And then the next movie is like a remake. Yeah. But the next movie is just like a war between lasers and apes, <laughs> laser guns and apes with spears. Yeah, but I, I, I'll be interested. I mean, yeah, there's there's just so much we don't know about that universe, so... Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't seem like there's as much ruin. And um, I'm trying to remember, because I've been wanting to rewatch the original movies. I watched the first one recently, but later on they do explain how, like, civilization fell and everything, and I can't remember mm-hmm. the exact reason. But, I mean, the iconic scene where, like, the Statue of Liberty is buried... Yeah, right. You only see the torso. It doesn't seem like we're that far in the future because the city still exists. It's just mm-hmm. they're kind of covered in shrubbery and green. Shrubbery? Shrubbery. Okay. Nice. Word of the day, kids. Yeah. Um, yeah I, no, I'm, really I, I'm, I'm excited, too. I think it does look good. The CGI looks great like the last movies, so they kept that whole team, I would think. Um, I didn't know. I didn't realize that it was legendary doing this one like the last ones. I thought they did the last ones. Uh, I think I think Brothers. so because we yeah. did this before. Yeah, somebody's because, screaming at their. I know. Thing. Well, because we went down the rabbit hole of like Fox owns right the rights, but then it went to Warner Brothers somehow. Yeah, so this is technically a Disney movie. 
Right. I think everything's technically a Disney movie now. Everything just falls uh, in under the mouse. It is. Find out because now I'm curious if it's like if it's passing the torch, then it would have to be the different continuity out. It's still 20th century. So it's 20th century studios now. Okay. But 20th century Fox. Yeah. So they're still doing it. Yeah. Okay. More to come, I guess. Uh, With that, we'll just jump into the TV stuff. Um, First trailer for the Echo series dropped. We'll release on Disney Plus and Hulu together in January because Disney owns both. And Chris has got the lovely trailer here for me. Chris, I have no idea who Echo is. (laughs) So You didn't watch the Hawkeye miniseries? Oh, I did, yeah. Yes, you know who Echo is. Yeah, I know. I know who Echo is. (laughs) Okay, I forgot. I forgot. This is the whole thing. Oh, okay. We got Vincent, dear, dear, whatever. We got Kingpin back. <laughs> I can't pronounce his last name. Isn't it D'Onofrio? D'Onofrio, something like that. I people are like D Farino. I don't know, but we have Vincent Matzaball back. Yeah, um, I, I like that because if you remember, Hawkeye ends with like an off-screen quote-unquote death of Kingpin. Yeah. That I believe I said at the time. He's not I, dead. I, yeah, I don't see a body. He's not dead. Yeah. And uh, this kind of proves it because you'll see later on in the trailer why it proves it because that was a um, a flashback scene we just saw. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Echo's a fine character. I'll watch the series. I mean, I, like I, I said a million times, I'm this deep in the MCU. Like, you really got to fuck up to, like, <laughs> to lose me at this yeah, point. Yeah, and I think this character, I mean, she earned her stripes in the uh, um, in the Hawkeye series, you know, the, the deaf assassin. And yeah. now we're getting into her, like, Native American roots, which I think is really interesting. Um, and also, she has connections to... Um, daredevil which he yeah. will be in the series he actually you you probably missed it because i missed it until i saw an article about it but we literally just saw daredevil jump through the screen oh okay it's like a like, split second yeah in in costume yeah so there's yeah, so the <laughs> the moment i'm talking about like oh he, yeah he has an he eye was obviously shot in the eye and somehow survived well his <laughs> eye was so strong that the bullet didn't go to his brain chris it just stopped at the eye <laughs> oh man yeah, it's just. I mean, yeah, I will watch it for sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna watch it. I think it looks good. Um, like I said, Echo's a, a fun character. So, and she's pretty badass. If you like uh, assassin stuff, if Hawkeye or Black Widow are your thing in the MCU, I'm sure it's gonna be fairly similar. Probably a little more violent than those were. Uh, Closer like what Daredevil did in the Netflix series. I think huge for the deaf community to have a main character show like that, and within Marvel, like. Right, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, you know how I am. Good for them, but that yeah. doesn't move the needle for me. Like, just tell me a good story, and if um, if you do it right, then it should be a part of the story because it is a major part of. Yeah, I'm just I'm just pointing that out. Like, yeah. I don't know how many deaf superhero like she's kind of like an anti-hero now at this point. Shows there are movies. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. well, that's why I kind of like when she teams up with Daredevil because it's like a polar opposite kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think. Yeah, because he's blind. <laughs> yeah. yeah Daredevil. I always forget he's blind. Yeah. Yeah. He's oh, a wow. blind man with the superpower yeah. of sight. And then uh, then she's a deaf person with supernatural abilities. Yeah. Yeah. They do kind of like yin and yang almost. 
I think bigger in her story, like the death thing plays a part. Yeah. But bigger in her story is the Native American background because that leans into her powers. Yeah. Is that so? Yeah, it's really cool. I yeah. think she was an interesting character. Yeah, she is. It'll, I think it'll be good. Um, I know there's been a lot of conversation recently around Marvel, specifically Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I was reading a lot about it. And even though people keep pointing out like these movies or these TV shows and everything aren't doing much and the movies aren't as big as they were. Um, I was kind of looking behind the scenes and all this uh, TV show has to do is have a, a toy in Walmart and it's successful. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. I don't see these going any, anywhere anytime soon. And uh, that makes, that makes me happy because we'll talk about Loki in a little bit. I, I think the brand's strong. It has its duds, but it's still been really good overall. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Um, I guess you'll talk about Loki now. Season yeah, two, so episode five. This was a bit of a down episode, uh, okay. mostly because it it showcased something that they talked about throughout the end of last season and all of this season, which is the fact that everybody at the TVA is a variant. And that they were pulled from their timeline before it was pruned. Yeah, wiped, wiped yeah, out, destroyed, whatever you want to, you know, word you want to use. And at the end of the last episode, we saw the flashing light where the uh, the timeline, the weave that was bringing it together, keeping it under control, kind of blew up. Mm-hmm. And it basically reset the multiverse. And we got to see everybody as they were before the TVA got them. So. It was mm. funny because like one of the characters was like escaping from Alcatraz. Um, <laughs> That's funny. We learned that like Owen Wilson, the reason he's obsessed with ski is because oh, he yeah. used to own a store that so- sold ski Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and like stuff like that. And then Loki starts time slipping again, going to the different places where they are mm-hmm. and is able to bring them all together. Nice. And uh, like short round. So short round was a physicist. Uh-huh. Who, I if I could like just cut these scenes together for you and send them to you, I would because I think you'd find it funny. Yeah, Where he's a physicist and he says like, "Yeah, I like I had to go get my PhD for my day job, but like I really just want to be a sci-fi writer." <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and he awesome. has like all these books in his office of like things he's written. That's so funny. But they they bring them all together because Loki thinks that the timeline is going to disintegrate if they don't bring back the TVA or, or fix what happened. Mm-hmm. And they do that. And uh, guess what? The timeline disintegrates. Wow. But <laughs> Loki learns how to control his time slipping through that. Okay. And the episode ends huge spoilers, I guess, but it ends with him time slipping back before the weave blows up. Mm. So obviously we're going to do some, you know, time fuckery here and save the the weave you know, by going Caddy, back in time. Caddyshack kind of thing going on, or Groundhog Day. Sorry, not Caddyshack. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a decent episode, but it was like I don't I it could have been cut. Is yeah, what I feel. like it's not quite yeah. filler, but at the right. same time, it feels fillery. Yeah. Um, but not a bad episode. Like the Owen Wilson scenes were funny. Mm-hmm. Um and the, I, I what's the actor's name that played short round? 
I can't remember his name right now. I, I feel bad just calling him short round over and over again. Yeah. yeah. But uh, his scenes were funny. Everybody else I could have kind of done without. Uh, and then we're reminded in this episode that McDonald's spent a lot of money to get advertising. Really? Um, yeah. They, he time slips back to find Sylvie and she's once again working at McDonald's. So it just literally he time slips and then like appears and there's just a f- huge like and to be fair, like classic from our childhood McDonald's mm-hmm. right behind him with the sign glowing right over his head. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, there's there's the advertisement right Big there. Money. And it's uh, it's uh, key play Quan. Place, uh, his first name is Key, yeah. It's okay. K E, I believe it's Key, okay. Yeah, so yeah, Key, yeah. Give the man some respect because he's been phenomenal in this yeah, series, he's, he's been really great, yeah. But yeah, it, not a bad episode, just kind of we got from A to B longer than I felt we needed to, mm-hmm. but I'm still really enjoying the series altogether. Right. I think that every s- series has this episode in it, oh, where yeah. I'm like, yeah, we could have done without it. You so, mean the the Doom Patrol announcing that they're working on the musical episode? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I completely agree. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good job. Um, the boys' Gen V season finale. So I did not realize this is a season finale. Because uh, IMDb said 10 episodes. And it was 8. Um, when I had looked it up. But it was... You you got to get caught up because um, I'm caught up. Oh, you are caught up. So yes. you watched it. Okay. Yes, I did. For a finale being 32 minutes was kind of uh, interesting for me, but where they leave off was wild. Cause like you think the heroes are going to save the day and they kind of do, but then you see the divide between the, between the soups of like, Oh, we should not be controlled. We should just start killing all the humans, which kind of like is Homelander's views. So now you have young people coming up in the next generation that are starting to feel that way. Um, and Homelander seems to be a little more open about it. Uh, and yeah, so we end up, the episode ends with the the kids that are trying to do the right thing locked in a room in a hospital somewhere without a door. So, yeah. Yeah. So real quick, to, just a summary, because I watched all... I know you watched like six episodes. Right? Yeah, five episodes. I binged them last night. Wow! All in all, awesome show. <laughs> okay, awesome. good. I knew you'd love it. Yeah. Uh, some highlights. Uh, Tech Night was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I like how they they changed Tech Night, but they yeah. kept the sexual depravity of them. Yep. And used it in a really like unique way that was kind of funny. Yeah. And how like he just was constantly looking for holes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. Soldier Boy, his uh, like cameo was okay, I yeah. guess. Uh, it was cool seeing him again, but I don't know. I thought him and the boys proper was way better. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. the so the main girl learning how to use her powers like more efficiently. Yeah. Uh, one. So one thing that has now scarred me for probably quite a while is watching uh, her blow up a man's genitalia. Yeah. Not that deserving that dude, of it. <laughs> not that, that dude didn't deserve it. Yeah, but but yeah. having to see it may have yeah. scarred me. 
Uh, uh, <laughs> and and finding out that her powers are what the vice president has, right, is pretty I was, huge. I was gonna say because so that character is she the vice president now? I think so. I or she's running for office. I think she's running for office because she's supposed to be a senator or something. Yeah, she's. I always called her AOC because it was very obvious from the start that she was like. She was written to be similar, at least in look and yeah. like pre- presentation. Um, and yeah, finding out that like they shared the same power, yeah, which means that this girl can explode heads later on, which is all- yeah. also fun. Was cool. The finale, all in all, I didn't mind. I thought what was cool about the finale is that this was obviously meant to be X Men. Right. And I think this was kind of meant to be uh, the Phoenix saga in a way where like the girl kind of goes evil and like has control of these like strong powers all of a mm-hmm. sudden. Mm-hmm. But it subverts away from that and basically creates the Brotherhood and the X-Men. Yeah. But flips it because the Brotherhood, although they're doing evil things, ends up being the ones that look like the good guys and Homelander helps out. Right. While the X Men are like put into this cell thing, and yeah. we don't know what's going to happen to them, so right. I am really I'm down for season two. We talked about that last week. That's coming yeah. out. I'm mm-hmm. even more down for it because yeah, the season was great. If you're a boys fan, it really does fit in, and I think I stand by kind of my initial thoughts. Where if you get past episode one and really dig into the series. It's really good. Awesome. Yeah, I uh, I can't wait for season two as well. Um, I'm super hyped for it. And uh, I want to say the girl with the blood mending powers does a great job. Like, I don't remember seeing her acting in anything else. I thought she was a great uh, lead character. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the interesting thing about the character who was like tortured um, it kind of makes sense that he wouldn't want to just se- like stand aside and not do anything, right? So yeah, um, I thought that was all. When she blows up her hand, that was sick. I also think that at least one of the, I think one of the like more minor characters, yeah, in here will be in season four of the boys. Yep. I also think at some point in season four of the boys, Butcher and crew are going to save. Um. Yes. The good guys. Yeah. And that's gonna set up season two of Gen V. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So that's I'm really excited it. for season four of the boys. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't yeah. wait. Um, I think one of those kids that was evil, either the boy or the girl, are gonna end up on the seven of next season of the boys. That's what I'm saying. I think it's gonna be one yeah. of the more minor ones. Maybe like the the one that was uh, um, possessing people. No, I my first thought is the the one that's the brother of Oh yeah, Golden like Boy. The, yeah, like this like the super strength kid. Yeah, who was seeing all the puppets and shit. Yeah. Yeah, he'll probably be on there. So that was my first thought. If not him, it will be the girl because they have to in terms of how the seven see thing and Vought sees things. Yeah. You want to replace Starlight, so why not with another female blonde woman yeah, yeah. it's, a, yeah, it's an easy true. swap in and then she's got powers that homelander could find useful mm-hmm. so interesting it's yeah a cool, I, it's a cool universe that they're building here yeah they did a great job uh 
A couple other things I watched. Did you watch the new episode of Invincible? Oh, that came out? Yeah, season two, episode one. I, I was surprised, too. Mm. It wasn't announced anywhere. Someone had to text me about it. So, Do you um, think when I turned on uh, Amazon? Amazon last night that it would have yeah. been right on top? Nope, it's not. You got to look for it. Uh, it was a good It was a good start. Um, that's all I'll say. We get a recap of where everybody is. Mark has a lot of PTSD from what happened to him with his dad. Uh, rightfully so. And he kind of starts working with Cecil again. And we get introduced to uh, Angstrom uh, Levi, Levy, Angstrom Levy. So we're going to do that whole story arc, which is pretty interesting. Okay. That's pretty much what it sets up. So I'm excited for the season. Cool. I'll have to watch that tonight or tomorrow. Yep. And then uh, I was pleasantly surprised, Chris. I actually watched this a few weeks ago. Uh, Blue Beetle was really good. <laughs> um, and I did not expect to like it this much. You know, I watched it as like, okay, this is just going to be a friggin' uh, just a, a popcorn movie, whatever. Uh, it's really good. Um, main main takeaways: it addresses uh, and alludes and teases like the original Blue Beetle is trapped somewhere. It's much like uh, Ant Man, Chris. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I will say, so. It, the villain going into this movie, I thought the villain was just some dude in another suit that was red as opposed to blue. That I'll was say what I thought I, I was so impressed with the way they wrote the villain in this. He basically was like a child soldier that. So like basically uh, cord Ted cord's sister runs cord industries and she's basically making it like a, like a Tony Stark, like arms, race company where they're just trying to make like they're they're developing the omax which you know wasn't shown at all in the trailers so she's making an omax suit pretty much um and if you read the comics the omax were like was a terrible thing for the justice league because like it would take over a human and if you were to destroy this robot suit you would kill an innocent human so like that was kind of the thing but now they're they've switched in kind of making this like a military thing um her like personal bodyguard uh carapax he, you think he's like this badass war general. What you find out is like you go through his history. He was like a child soldier, like in a third world country where his family dies. And like he gets the only thing, the only like option he has to like go up through the ranks and become a soldier. But like he gets blown up by a landmine. And so like it's almost like this abusive relationship where he's like the bodyguard to the the cord sister but also like she's done all these experiments on him to give him like mechanical parts and like is using him to like be this next super soldier. And so he kind of has that realization like halfway through the movie. So he's not just this like brooding, like just like one off army dude. So I really liked that storyline. Uh, uh, George Lopez is hilarious. <laughs> uh, he's got a lot of great lines. And yeah, I mean, it didn't like it didn't have this huge continuity thing. It wasn't like a world ending story. It was really about it really was more about like Cord Industries was taking more and more land um, from Mexico and like building all these. And, you know, they're doing a bunch of things. They're building these high rise apartments where the local community can't afford them. So it's pushing that. So they have like a the local community has like a bad taste in their mouth about the company and stuff like that. So, yeah. So I think it was I mean. It was a lot of fun uh, visually. The graphics were really cool. Some of the, the fight, the fights were cool. Um, the the meaning of like the family and everything was really cool. 
no, I thought it, overall it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think I enjoyed it. I had more fun watching it, and it was a lot. The plot was definitely a lot more coherent than the Flash. I will say. Yeah, so I, I think I think if you watched it, like if you got some free time, not, not, it's not like a life changing movie. Um, I think I think it was good, and then it teases that uh, Ted Cord is trapped somewhere and like reaches out at the end of the movie. So that was a pretty cool tease. Well, we'll never know, Mike. I know. Uh, we'll never get Blue Beetle. The most important question here. Yeah. Did they say the Batman is a fascist line? Yeah, but it was like. It was more along like he the they don't really show you in the trailer, but the uncle is like a conspiracy theorist. So he's like one of those tinfoil hat guys. Wait, George Lopez is a like yeah, tinfoil hat dude? Yeah, yeah. Oh. So it makes a little more sense why he says that. But he's also like a super he's like a really smart tech guy with like an engineering degree. So like he believes on this shit, but he also like he always thinks like Big Brother's watching. So that's why he says that shit. Uh, it's yeah. That's why his character is like really I, funny. I'm gonna stay away from certain words in this critique, but as you describe certain things, it sounds much more interesting. Yeah, and I kind of wish they would not. And th- this is not a critique to DC. This is a critique to Hollywood, okay? right? And I don't know because you know, white dude here, but uh, I could care less about. I want to say this right. I could care less about the fact that it's the first like Hispanic superhero. Not that that's not important and not that that's not a part of this character, but I care more about the story you're telling. Am I making sense here, Mike? Like, do I sound yeah. like an asshole? <laughs> no, I mean, like, I don't really, I don't think that they, I don't think they really focus that on, on that in the trailer, but they also didn't do a good job of telling the story. In the well, trailer. in the, in the PR and as a whole, yeah. I remember that was a big yeah. thing. Yeah. It was a big thing is yeah. For sure. And the trailers, like they focus too much on look at me, it's Blue Beetle. And they right. like I remember my critique of the trailer was this just looks like Iron Man One. Yeah. yeah. And from everything you're saying, it sounds different. So like my thing is the trailer should have done a better job of showcasing some of these things. Mm-hmm. And although the Batman is a fascist line was used for the reason I said. Yeah. Because as you explain it, once again, I'm like, okay, that makes sense that he would say that. Right. Because you don't this. know, like, you just, all you see is the George Lopez character saying that. You don't know, like, his, how he feels about any, but dude, anything else. Show Chord Industries. Show yeah. more of Lopez being a character. Right. Like, do it, do one, like, you do multiple trailers. One of those trailers should have had backstory of this, of the villain. Right. Like, show me these things, and I would yeah, have been yeah. interested. Instead yeah. of sending out PRs every two seconds about how it's so important that we're doing this and that with this movie. It's like, okay, but, like, you're not going to get me in the movies unless I think it looks good. Right. And all I thought was it looks like Iron Man, and I'm just, I've, I've done that already. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I will... your explanation here put me at a point where I'm like, I would like to see that movie. I still mm. don't think I would have gone to the theaters for it. I'm to be honest no, with you. But... I don't, I don't think it, I would have came out. I didn't, I didn't go to the theaters for it. So yeah, but now I'll watch it on max where I probably would have ignored it on max. Yeah, no, it was a, uh, I would say it was a lot of fun. I was pleasantly surprised. And I will say the characters are a lot more likable than I thought they were. Even the grandmother and stuff. Like I was like, you know what? And the trailers of like, why is the grandmother holding a gun? And then by the end of the movie, I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. You know what I mean? Like that, that was the only character that I was like, yeah, the grandma. No. Yeah. No. 
like you'll you'll find out it's like it's like really cool uh it was a lot of fun so no it's all interesting i, I just yeah i, no, I think I we need to do a better mean. job on marketing yeah like the and to be fair too, it also used to be the other way where I always felt like we got trailers where I like, okay, I just watched the you movie. Saw everything, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like there's got to be a soft point in between where you can like show me like interesting tidbits about this character that aren't just like clickbait. Right. Yeah. 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 We need the we need the trailer guy to come back and be like, in a world where Ted Cord has gone missing, it's like, you, okay, thanks. Now I got like better yeah. PR and yeah. like. Yep. you need people who have lived a life to do pr yeah that's true <laughs> like, yeah yeah not people who left college and immediately went to hollywood <laughs> like, yeah like grab dude from kansas and be like dude what do you think we should do like oh yeah. well if you talk about this part and this like i don't know yeah because yeah everything you said just made that sound infinitely more interesting than anything yeah it, <laughs> I, I watched it i was like wow i was actually like i was actually really impressed and pleasantly surprised i mean you go on these things with low expectations now chris right so um, i try to go into well i mean i automatically go into dc movies with it because that's yeah. the only way i can enjoy them at this point yeah. and i try with marvel stuff too i try with everything now just like okay let's just have fun like let's yeah. it's, it doesn't have to be the greatest movie ever but no. it is tough sometimes like going into oppenheimer without expectations is near impossible <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah that's, you know yeah. right right for sure so yeah. All right. All right, everybody. We're going to jump to this interview with Nigel and uh, we'll see you all on the other side. All right, everybody. We got another very special guest for y'all. Returning guest uh, from a long time ago. It's been too long. Mr. Yeah. Nigel Carrington. Welcome, Nigel. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, guys. I know it's yeah. such a long you were saying how long was it now? It's got to be like five years, yeah. five years, five or six years. You know. You're one of our first guests, episode 26. What a feel privilege, but then again, yeah. it's been so long. We can't let that happen no more. No, no, no you gotta, we you gotta, won't. You got to come back a little more often than that. Uh, it, it feels yeah. even longer because, um, I, like, we live in the same area, and I used to see you at cons all the time, and I feel like all of our cons are slowly disappearing around here. This is true. So, like, well, I used to see you like two or three times a year, and now I feel like I haven't seen you in like probably since before covid <laughs> right that's that's like right before all the um when it had all the big cons and stuff in our area like yeah like you said chris um you guys been putting in a lot of work man to reach the episode, chris, episode? chris has been chris has been putting in the work i just show up really <laughs> <laughs> i look i give him all the credit but this yeah my favorite part i sit back and just listen to people yeah yeah this is uh it's been crazy, man. It's yeah, it's been I it's funny because when we talked about the last time we talked to you, I was yeah. living in Massachusetts. I'm living in I'm living in upstate New York now. And it's like it's interesting oh. that it was so long ago that we could reflect on our life and like where we were at that point because we've been doing the podcast that long. It's like, oh, wow, I was in a different a state, a different room. I had a different setup like we weren't doing I don't think we were doing interviews every week. Like now we do them uh, sometimes twice a week. So like it's it's been crazy, man. We definitely have a lot more listeners and viewers now than yeah. than then, which is if we didn't, then I don't, I don't know why we stuck around. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's we're growing. in a good spot. Stuff is growing. It's getting yeah. bigger. Yeah. It's good. 
Yeah, so let's uh let's talk about what you got going on though. Uh, uh Scarlet Ibis, right? Uh, it's on Kickstarter right now. Yeah. So give us the lowdown on that. What's what's going on there? Well, yeah, it's a project that I had for a while. I started it like um two years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I started to build up like a little, uh, small fan following for it, and yeah. that was just a way of me testing the waters before I make it into one big book. And now I got that uh, one big book that I created and, uh, you know, I'm pushing it on Kickstarter. Now, right now. Um, who, and then, what is that uh, character? So the so basically it's a guy, he's kind of like Stephen Hawkins, right? He mm-hmm. got a uh, LS. Okay. Right? And, um, and, you know, he's bound to a wheelchair and then, you know, he get this, this weird coming out of the wheelchair. I don't want to sell it out. You know, you guys got to read the book. Dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right, and then once he's out of the the wheelchair, oh look, you guys got images right there. So yeah, we're pulling up the there. Kickstarter right there. Yep. There you go. So there's a uh, Dr. Um, Jerome Jerome uh, Granger, Dr. Gr- Jerome Granger, the, the main character in the book. Yeah. Yeah. So he has ALS, and uh, he 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 had this pet scarlet ibis that died, and and once once the the, the scarlet ibis died, he he felt like the Scarlet Ibis became part of him, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he was so close to, to the Scarlet Ibis. So he didn't mm-hmm. want it, he didn't want the Scarlet Ibis to be paralyzed no more. So in in his, in a way, you know, when he became, um, you know, able buddy, right? And he was, you know, got, um, he was able to use his legs and his hands again, mm-hmm. right? He felt like he need that Scarlet Ibis to live through him, right? So he um, started dressing like it, Right. And um yeah, he started dancing right there, dressing like the the um his pet, right, that he had and, and um he has this uh this boss, right, that um he used to work for, who becomes um, you know, the, the enemy of, of the Scarlet Ibis, which is the Anaconda. Mm. Right? And um that's the the villain right there, one of the main, you know, protagonists in the story and he um he he ends up, you know, um, you know, fighting against him and stuff like that to get something back from him that he stole from him that made him into, you know, um, made him able to walk and become, you know, this guy. So yeah, that's Nicholas De La, the who is boss there. Yep, 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 yep. That's his assistant, you know, sexy assistant. <laughs> of course <laughs> why not right yeah and then of course you know same people who trying to dig up the story and help the fans understand the story more is the uh two police detectives um in the story okay and then um yeah there's the people that actually you know the anaconda work for right so yeah it's a is a pretty straightforward um you know adventurous story and um the the great thing about it is that you know with this book i wanted to give back with this book so um you know i I take in you know a lot of the proceeds that i get from this book the majority of the proceeds and i you know putting it towards you know the fight of uh for als which affects a lot of people around us that we are unaware of it affects Mm -hmm. a lot of people i think it's like over 5,000 Americans or something like that affected by it. So, you know, we, 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 um, 
you know, trying to do something different with his book mm-hmm. by, you know, um, you know, making it have a, a good cause and stuff like that. And there you go. Yeah. My colorist just hit me back with a cover that he just did for me. So nice. And books it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So it's oh, still yeah. in the works. Yep. 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 Yeah, yes, I think sir. that's uh, I think that's a great thing that you're giving back to the ALS community. I think that's that's a really cool yeah. addition to the Kickstarter. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I always want to do something different with all my projects, and this is, you know, um, you know, something I, I wanted to always want to do. You know, give back with every project that I come up with. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, um, what I'd love to hear is the. On your Kickstarter page, I was reading through it. You talk a little bit about the bird, the Skylet Ibis. Um, Maybe have you explain it to people out there. Like, why'd you choose that bird? Oh, okay. So so basically, um, you know, as you guys could tell, you know, I have a bit of an accent. So I'm not, you know, from America. It's basically um, where I'm from, the island of Trinidad and Tobago. It's kind of like, you know, how the bald eagle is to America. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, um, our national bird is um, the scarlet ibis, right? So um, it's kind of like a you know patriotic type of character, kind of like a Captain America, mm-hmm. you know, will you know to um, the island of Trinidad and Tobago, where I'm originally from. That's where it actually came about. It's like when I was younger, like you know, it had a lot of people back in the days. I wanted to do comics, and everybody always wanted to do something that. You know, it's a representation of, you know, how they was brought up or where they farm and all that stuff. So, you know, I felt that this year would reflect that very strongly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I pick. Um, that's that's what helped me come up with the idea. It first started off. It's kind of like um, watching a uh, Gatta Man from back in the day, G Force. Yep. Right. Yep. From back mm-hmm. in the day, you know to do a character similar to that you know he started off like that and then he more evolved into you know like a spawn or um, like a zoro <clears throat> type of character kind of mystical you know mm-hmm. batman well you know what i'm saying so um that's all yeah that's <clears throat> so it's, it's something that's it's part of your your origin too right so that's really cool that yeah. you that you yeah, made that part of the story yeah, everything um, I do, I always yeah. try to do part of my origin. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. That's one of the things on. I always liked about your books was that I felt like every time I read one, I learned something new about Trinidad, a country that yeah. honestly would not be on my radar if not for you. And uh, it's a really oh, well, cool I'm thing. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so uh, much, man. Like, I, I, I do. Yeah. To people into into me with my books, right? So you know, I have a book about uh, you know. Um, you know, being a Christian, and that was the Guardians. Um, then, um, you know, this have like a little bit of spiritual elements in it too. You know, mm-hmm. when you read, you'll see that it have, you know, a lot of what I know and what I, I couldn't really write about what I know, so. Right, but right. Great, you know? Well, obviously yeah. it's something you're, you you know, you're passionate about and you want to share with others. So that's always, that always makes for a good story and project, I think, so. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. And, and Mike, I wanted to, give this one to you we, he was talking about covers earlier and we got a couple yeah. of different covers for the project yeah. let's talk about the covers and here. uh here's my personal favorite and i i think you'll be shocked to understand why mike mm-hmm. let's see oh yeah the uh 
there's a there's a cover for the listeners out there that is a I would say a love letter to the Frank Miller Bat uh, Dark Knight uh, uh, Returns cover, and I love that. <laughs> that is yeah. a really cool cover. Yeah, so yeah. I, I I did a I did a, a cover for um my friend Kevin Chapman's uh, Kickstarter that he was running. Mm-hmm. So um you know he he wanted to return the favor and do Very some cool. Kickstarter. So then he sent like a you know a bunch of different ideas, and I was like, yeah, I'm really feeling that one. I'm feeling that one. And, you know, I say, so what if you know we do like a homage to um you know, the Frank Miller, you know, yeah, like, yeah, let's, let, let me, let's do that. You know what I'm saying? And then his art style, you know what I'm saying? I can't, I think it kind of fits. It does. Yeah. Uh, Frank Miller's, you know, take and stuff because, you know, it's it, it just very, it, it, it fits it very good. So that's what mm-hmm. I told him. I mean, I put a perfect matchup for that. No, I think it's awesome. Yeah, that's. I, sure. I didn't see that before, but now I'm interested in getting that cover. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah, no, it's really cool. I love I love stuff like that, uh, like homages to um, older, and even like the the main cover you have is really cool with all the um, the ibises like in in flight with him or the 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 purple one, the like dark blue purple. You have a lot of cool covers. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, um... Some of those are more like posters that you could get with it, but I, yep. I think um, doing like add-ons where they could be, you know, um, adding some more covers to it and stuff like that in the mm-hmm. future. Hopefully before his end, because I only have like, what, 13, 14 more days. Yep. You know, kind of boost it up a little bit. Now, I, I know you have your own universe, kind of, uh, Nigel. Is this part of that Star Kills universe, this character, yeah. or...? Um, yeah, Star Skills. So it's Star like Skills, a, yeah. Yeah, connecting universes. Yep. Right, so all the universes connect. Like, um, you know, I have a character named Gun, a Nancy, and everybody is all part of the same same universe. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're building a deeper story there. And especially yeah. the villain, too. You talked about this, like, secret society for the, yeah. an- the Anaconda villain that you have. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Back home where I'm from, you know, a lot of people always talk about the government and mm-hmm. how they could do more with helping and stuff like that. And, you know, I always wanted to um, show that, you know, that, you know, it had high officials that, you know, saying controlling our government where I'm mm-hmm. from back from Canada. And that's, you know, kind of what sparked the idea. You know? Cool. Yeah. No, I think that's interesting to add that. Like, there's a, society in the background controlling things evil evil society um yeah yeah, i think the hero needs a good evil society yeah there you (laughs) go (laughs) uh i know i'm excited for it you got a you got a couple weeks to go um you're about a little over halfway right now but yeah i mean for sure there's a lot of cool covers here a lot of cool things to back yeah um the uh a lot of different reward tiers and yeah, I know Chris and I are, are really excited for it. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about different covers. What other kind of rewards are you offering if people are interested? Uh well I got this this hat that I'm wearing on here. You know, nice, very cool hat. Different. Right. Um also got um so I'm gonna grab this. I got some t shirts. Um yeah, t shirts here. Nice, right. very cool. Yeah. 
t-shirts. Um, what else I got? Of course, the, the books with the covers. I got, you know, the posters, posters and stuff like that. Too. Awesome. Yeah, those are really cool. Right, yeah. yeah. Those posters came out really nice. Yeah, they came out really great. I love that cover right there. That yeah. is a really, really cool image. Yep. This one right here with us. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, with the birds. Yep, in the background. And then this guy right here. Yeah, that one's really cool. That one's cool, yeah. This, this one to, um, to Ryan Benjamin from DC Comics. Uh-huh. Right? And, um, you know, he, he loved this image. Like, he, like, really, really loved this image because I started to... um to to work with him mm -hmm. because he was kind of mentoring me for a while right um yeah but i need to get back to him because he need for me he want me to as soon as this kickstarter done i have um i did draw some pages and send it to him in, um out in california so he could kind of critique it and kind of give me some you know feedback to make to make mm -hmm. my skills more sharper you know wow. always working on the craft yeah always always working on my craft yep 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 so yeah, this is his favorite image for some reason. He loved that image. And that's why, you know, I created the uh, other image with, you know, he have his long beak, which is like a knife in his face, right? And he uses it as like some sort of weapon when he's fighting, right? Mm -hmm. To like slash bad guys open and it, it retracts, it goes in and retracts in and out of his out of his face and stuff like that. So you know, and he have like a polo whip that kind of cuts into like people's flesh and stuff like that that you know um you know if it was like moving you know like an animation you'd see it more clear and stuff like that but yeah yeah and so as as i'm going through the rewards looking at it, it looks like everybody can get you can get digital copies which every kickstarter i've been talking to a few kickstarter creators every kickstarter should have digital pdfs it's yep yep um and then you can get all the books it, it looks like you sold out on the original art which is unfortunate but you can get all the covers all that kind of stuff i want to talk about this this tier right here which is and correct me if i'm pronouncing things wrong but by nigel a roadie roddy yeah so basically right um where i'm from right you know um when, when when you go to Chipotle, you get a burrito, right? Yeah. Yep. You know you know the burritos at at Chipotle. So basically, mm -hmm. it's like a burrito. Okay. Right? You could buy me, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, I I, I was watching that um, before I started my Kickstarter. I was watching like other people Kickstarters, and I I noticed a couple of my my friends, mm -hmm. right, like different things in their tears, right? Um, Kevin, uh, Delago, for one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and like you know, buy him a drink and stuff like that and i was like yep. yo that's so freaking clever right? <laughs> i want to put a ten dollar tier in there right and i want it to you know be something you know similar to like that and you know say in the book with twenty dollars at a five dollar digital reward what could i put for ten dollars yeah you know? and i was like you know what i just came from canada to um like this from this roadie spot that I went to, mm -hmm. right? That is sell like you know Trinidad roti and stuff, right? So I went and I bought one there, and I was like, you know, it'd be cool if I could go buy another one. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, why not, you know, stick that in the Kickstarter and, and 
No, for all the hard work I put in, guys. Come on. Right. Now, Come on. <laughs> I'm a roadie. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's a good idea. You guys go to Trinidad, man. You got to get some some rotis. Some of the best best food ever, man. Have you ever had curry chicken before? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. All right. So, yeah. So, basically, it's like a, a curry chicken burrito. Oh, know? man. Yeah. Salt. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm starving now. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I, I, yeah, I googled pictures of it as you said it, and I'm like, damn, those look really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, sure. why not? Yeah, yeah so, that's exact. That's right up my alley. That's awesome. Yeah, so I, I you know, I, I, want, I wanted to give the, the 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 Kickstarter that that Trini feel. Yeah, you know that that real yep. because the whole book is wrong on Trinidad character mm -hmm. you know, and, and stuff like that. When you get the book. You know, you'll see, like, you'll learn certain things about Trinidad, right? Um, you know, some of the things that they talk about in there, and then uh, some of the places that they've been to. If you ever visit, you know, it'll, be make, it'll make it easy. You could actually pull the book up and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that from what Nigel yep. spoke about in his, you know, book and stuff like that. So Very cool. You know, it's a whole new world for, you know, people who want to explore that. That's awesome. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I can't wait. And you're over halfway there now, so I think I think you'll get there in a couple weeks for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, man. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so yeah, not like Mike said, the book looks great. We're both excited for it. But uh if people wanted to follow you, the Kickstarter, um, do you do social media or anything like that, or anything else you can promote? Yeah, so um when you go to social media, just type Nigel Carrington, right? Um, you know, I I would be, you know, the handsome looking black guy, perfect job. <laughs> the nice jawline, that's it. Yeah, you know, yeah, so that would be me, right? And then, yep. of course, you you know, you see all the comic geeky stuff on my yep. page. I'm constantly posting art on my page i'm constantly posting you know um just art that's it no video mm -hmm. game anything with this stuff yeah because right? um, i'm always drawing right now in front of my drawing table i think it's something else that i could draw nice you know? um so again you know you guys can follow me on facebook instagram you know twitter under um my handle nigel carrington and then i also have a um star steel studio or Star Skills Comics, sorry, uh, um, Instagram page. I have a Star Skills Comics um, Facebook, and then I have like tons of like different um, pages for all my characters on Facebook. Great. Um, the TikTok, I have an account, but I don't really use it as much, right? Uh, um, I just use it to look at TikToks, you know what I'm saying? Somebody yeah. messed with me, I guess I'll get it. You know, um, but it's basically, you know, um, I, my generation, I, I don't know, like, you know, saying I really got to start getting into that. Yeah, so I don't, TikTok I don't understand started, it either. So, yeah, when TikTok first started, it was for like dancing and stuff, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Now that everything's on there, you yeah. know, now everything's on there, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I really had to get into that, but, um, yeah, so Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, yeah, I'm definitely on there. Message me anytime, you know, what I'm saying, um, it even had it, it could be about comics, it could, you know, whatever suggestions or whatever, you know. I'm an electrician too, as well. If you guys ever need an electrician, I'm here. <laughs> there you go. 
You do get it all done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. There yeah. You go. Awesome. Awesome. So to everybody out there watching, listening, uh, as always, link will be in the show notes down below. So you can click on that and check out the Kickstarter uh, and check out all the cool stuff that Nigel's uh, working on there. And you can get some of his old books on there as well, which I can promise you, you will not be disappointed. Oh, Nigel, yeah, thank yeah. you so much for man for being on the show. Thanks, Nigel. Thank, thank you guys for having me again. Yeah. I don't think next time it will be that long. You know. Yeah. Let's, let's do it a lot sooner. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Have fun. Yeah. Take care. All right. Thanks. Take care. And we're back. All right. Scarlet Ive is on Kickstarter now. Go. Pause the podcast. Go see it. Go check it out. And then come back here. Right now it's on. Do it. Let's see. We're looking at it during the uh, interview. I don't know how you people live your lives. So hopefully to the fullest. Yeah. Do what makes you happy. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say about that. Um, Unless it's a lot of drugs and then maybe do those. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Comic news. Happy. I mean, yeah. Uh, Artificial happiness. Why not? Uh, Marvel announced a new miniseries titled Black Widow and Hawkeye. And no, we're not going to get into a conversation of is artificial happiness real happiness because I don't do philosophy anymore. Uh, the, the Black Widow and Hawkeye series will be written by Stephanie Phillips, art by Paul, uh, Paolo Villanelli. It will be an espionage comic, Chris, that will explore the fact that Black Widow now has her own symbiote. So, okay, a lot of cool things happening here. Uh, Stephanie Phillips, the all-star is on this book. Uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye team up. I think that's a more solid stance than a Hawkeye or Black Widow book on its own. And she has a symbiote, which I think is pretty interesting. Yep. Did I check all the boxes? (laughs) Are you going to be still won't buy this book? (laughs) No. Oh man. I thought, I really thought they got you with the espionage part. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's the only part that intrigues me, but like, I, I don't know, two characters that, you can do you can do good books about any character. Yeah. The Hawkeye series that Matt Fraction did is yeah, top tier comics. Yeah, like, I forgot about that. That being said, I just there's some characters that are just side characters to me. Yeah. <laughs> and Black Widow and Hawkeye are two side characters to me. I like Stephanie Phillips just fine, but I don't know. Her Marvel stuff really hasn't been blowing me out of the water, if I'm being Mm -hmm. fair and honest with everybody. And these are two characters that don't move the needle for me. And I have a really big pull list, Mike. So, yeah, you got to you got to go above and beyond for me. Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, if if I start seeing like how if I start seeing everything about how good this book is and people are really singing the phrases like people in my circle i don't trust internet people yeah right um that, coming from an internet person but uh <laughs> are we on the internet <laughs> wait a second why should they trust us okay but i mean like websites and stuff because i feel i don't know reviews are tough right because i started doing some of them and especially in the world of comics like when do you see bad reviews right you know what i mean yeah and so yeah, people in my circles, if if they're like this is really good, you should check. I might check it out down the line as a trade or something. But week to week, I yeah, I'm, you're not gonna get me. Yeah, I got you. Uh, DC Comics. 
Sorry, Stephanie. <laughs> DC Comics has revealed a look at their variant covers for Titans Beast World. They're bringing back the lenticular cover uh, gimmick, which will have different DC characters transforming. The first issue will have Beast Boy transforming into Starro. This sounds wild. You're gonna get some physical comics now. Mike? I probably will. I like, <laughs> I like me. I like me some lenticular covers, Chris. So I don't know. And Beast Boy transforming into Starro sounds like the craziest cover ever. Yeah, it, it's. I don't want to destroy your innocence, but <laughs> I don't know. I saw the cover and I was like, oh, okay. No, that's what you're doing. It's literally just like the two way thing where, like, it's Beast Boy and then Starro, and then it's Beast Boy and then Starro. It's not like an Animorphs cover Uh, where you like slowly do it and he like transforms. That's what I was hoping for. If it's not like that, then I'm out. Yeah. Uh, I what's funny to me here is when I was reading about this and like looking over it and then thinking back to Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. And you remember how there were supposed to be those covers that you like you opened up like a Hallmark card and it roared? Yeah. Those haven't hit the stores yet, Mike. Yeah, I noticed that. None of them have uh come out. So they're having issues with the and well one second. They're having issues with their like special covers all of a yeah. sudden. And mm-hmm. I don't know if this will be affected by it. It doesn't move the needle for me, so it doesn't affect me. Yeah. Now DC did say like, well, this is a special thing, it's never been done before, which is not not true. A Rick and Morty did it. Yep. B Hallmark's been doing it for years. But uh <laughs> lots yeah, years. Yeah. So the, the whole voice thing, the the roar thing is just not true. Don't believe DC's. It just sounds really here. shitty out of a really tiny speaker in a comic book. Yeah, but you know, I want it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the yeah, these won't move the needle. What would move the needle for me though, Mike, is if they brought back 3D covers. Do you remember yeah. those? Yeah, like the villains ones. Yeah, so I yeah. I talked about it weeks ago, but I've been like cataloging my comics, hence why there's like tons of long boxes behind me. Yeah. And I started with my DC ones and going all the way. So New 52 is where most of my stuff starts mm-hmm. and like getting to that point, And I'm just like looking at them and I lose like five minutes just being like, ooh, look at that. And then pull out the next yeah. one. Because if I had a series, I had every single villain one. Oh, yeah. Me too. That was like the one event where I had to have every book because it was so yeah. freaking cool. That would move the needle. Lenticular, I mean, yeah, depends on what it is. Yeah. This, not so much. Yeah, this doesn't really do it, I guess. Um, DC announced a new line of graphic novels called DC Compact. What? These graphic novels will be reprints of the most popular comics like Watchmen, Court of Owls, Hush, American Vampire, and more in a manga-sized format. Priced at $9.99. They hope to tap into the manga market with these compact comics. That's really interesting, Chris. Yeah. I'm going to be following this one heavy. Yeah, June 2024. So I think that's that's a really cool idea by them. I wonder if they're all going to be in color, if they're going to do black and white, or like what's that going to look like? I think they're color. Okay. There's two things here. So they want to tap into the manga market, which I get. There's a huge yeah. market and it's growing, which is something that a lot of people in comics want to deny and say that comics are growing. They're not. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and when I talk about that, I'm talking about like comics that we enjoy. So DC, Marvel, Image, like those ones. Like if yeah. you want to have the argument and say like, well, Dogman's growing. Okay, you're right. But that's not like yeah. that's not comics right, as, we, right. as we talk about it. Right. The one thing 
in here that's curious because they do some of it right in my opinion some of it wrong to hit this market is that one of the things everybody talks about with manga is contained stories that there may be 20 volumes but it's one story yep so doing watchmen that's one story good Mm -hmm. doing american vampire you could do i think there's eight volumes of that so you could do eight to ten however many you want to do yep contained story when you get into batman you're outside of those realms (laughs) yeah for sure so I'll be interested to see what hits, what doesn't, if this works, if people in that market are, like see this as interesting. If I go into Walmart and do I see Attack on Titan and My Hero Academia and Watchmen right next to each other? Because right yeah. now they're separate. Right. Uh, things like that. So I, I think this is really interesting. I think it's smart for the most part. It just got to be done right. I think actually a company like Image would succeed heavily with this. Mm-hmm. Because everything they do is, for the most part, self-contained. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and the price point's really good. We'll see bucks. how the format looks. I don't know about squishing the format into a mini book. What's what's especially for something like Watchmen that has a lot of those those nine panel pages. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a good point. Yeah, Watchmen I'm, might be tough. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm wondering how that's gonna all really unfold. Because even manga is like. Big six panel grids yeah and a lot of it's a lot of action like split up and not a whole lot of talking most of the time yeah no we'll see i almost think too if i mean we'll see because i think this is an idea to do for minimal effort maximum gain yeah which is one of the mistakes that dc and marvel do a lot i almost think it would be more interesting something that marvel actually did two decades three decades ago is to do and actually to be fair um dc's kind of doing it right now is to do a separate universe that's just like manga yeah right because that's I mean, that's been a hit yeah marvel has the manga verse and to like release it in that format which like i said dc's doing right now so we'll see how yep. that works out too yeah, yeah a, cool. a lot of good ideas here i'm 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 liking this because i want comics to grow because i want comics when i'm 80 Yep, more comics. Keep them coming. Um, what did we read this week, Chris? Um, so I will say what I didn't read. Uh, the Radiant Black um, 20... This is 26... 26.5? Yeah, 0.5 came out. Um, I haven't read it yet. I went out of my way to catch up so that we can really? talk about it. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't read it yet. And yep. I didn't read it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, good. <laughs> I guess we'll get back to it next week. I, I got to catch up on Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I caught up on Masters of the Universe, Forge of Destiny. It's a fun It's a fun book. Basically, Skeletor gets involved now. He's found this magical, well, actually, like, mechanizing item to fight magic. And he's, like, transformed himself into this crazy-looking... Uh, you can see, oh, where'd he go? He's like Ultra Skeletor. Nice. Yeah, it looks pretty sick. Um, so that's a fun series. One more issue for that. I'm sure there's going to be a big battle with He-Man, which is all I could ask for out of these. Was that issue three or four? Three. Yeah, because I read two and three. Uh, Godzilla, There Will Be Dragons, did not read that this week. I caught up on the wrong Earth. Um, 
Did also speaking, did you know about this book Serial with Mark Russell at Ahoy Comics? Yes. Okay. I gotta read that. But uh I read um Did you buy it? No. Okay, good, because it's in our review oh, drive. Oh, great. <laughs> uh The Wrong Earth, We Could Be Heroes number one. You know, I love me some wrong earth. Uh basically the We Could Be Heroes comes from well, first off, we see a lot of shitty villains in this issue, which is great. The We Could Be Heroes comes from the like mayor and the um the like constable are like locked up and they decide that like they find this hidden room in the jail that came from dragonfly man where they have these costumes so they dress up like animals like with these animal masks and they uh they try to be heroes and then they get caught because they're awful at being heroes and then all of a sudden everybody shows up that was trapped on earth z like uh lady dragonfly uh, Dragonfly Man, and then a couple other like stingers that we haven't seen um, show up to save them all. And that says to be continued. Really good issue. Love this series. Love this universe that they built. And then Chris, I read the Batman Beyond. Um, friggin' sick uh, to see like Swamp Thing at at the end of it. That I really didn't want to spoil that for you. Yeah, uh, and then these other two people with Swamp Thing. One uh, I'm thinking is Poison Ivy or yeah, a descendant of Poison Ivy. And then there's a purple one. Wait, don't oh, know. I forget. But either way, it looks yeah. awesome. War in the Garden. So now we know what the garden is. Uh, like you said, the origin story for the uh, for the cat, the cat guy is really good. Um, you know, Constantine's a piece of shit. I really enjoyed that. And then I'm I I have volume eight of. Uh, kaiju number eight i'm reading through i'm almost done with that really good uh we're getting to the point where they made a suit out of like kaiju armor and uh well they made like a kaiju suit and one of the one of the like army people is like pushing himself to the limits testing it out like fighting one of the kaiju and it has like freeze powers so he's like freezing the the kaiju as he's fighting it it's sick um so we got kaiju iron man yeah, pretty much. But it's like taking a toll on his body. It's like breaking his bones and like tearing his muscles as he's using it. And he just keeps pushing farther, classic anime fashion. <laughs> Going ultra instinct, Chris, <laughs> if you will. Um, but that's, that's what I had this week. I, there's still some stuff I'm behind on. I'm hoping to catch up uh, this coming week. So, yeah, some older stuff. Void Rivals number five was last week. I read that. Another pretty good issue. Um, it's there's not much to talk about in it because a lot of it is like this whole back and forth about the different cultures, and then like we find out in this one that there's an underground movement that's trying to that understands that they're both like from the same lineage, and that this is an old uh, scuttlebutt from decades ago that mm. is all around like politics and religion and all this stuff meant to keep a machine going. Tell me if anything sounds familiar, Mike. Keep yeah. A right. Machine going that like keeps them at war all the time. So, uh, it's a good book, but like, it's, it's a lot of like getting into this. And then we keep flashing over to that guy that they met in space. Who's like a space merchant. Who's just tries to scrap things and sell them to like help his kids. Mm-hmm. And he just keeps going to Transformers to try to sell things. And I think that's just Kirkman's way of being like, remember Transformers? Remember Transformers? <laughs> remember, they're here. They're a thing. But they're funny little moments throughout it, so I don't mind them. 
Uh, and then Black Hammer, the end, number three was last week. And what was cool about this issue was it ends with uh, we find out that Black Hammer, the new Black Hammer's daughter um, in like our world, because they got transported to our world. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's thinks she's found a way back. And her whole plan is that she's going to become Black Hammer. So I have a feeling that because anti-God's back and you've got uh colonel weird and all them trying to fight him with this like multiverse team that doesn't have a black hammer because somebody's gone through and killed them all that like now this is going to end with her taking over and then like she wins by being black hammer destroys anti-god in the end Mm -hmm. but uh it's a i mean it's really cool that black hammer is like kind of finally come to a conclusion and we're seeing all these characters that i've been reading for years that's cool Marvel Unleashed number three came out and just another fun issue of animals fighting demons. Nice. <laughs> like it, it. Yeah. And it ends with, it ends with like the big bad, uh, opening the door to the real world from the 10th, ten- 10th level of hell and sending his army through. So now we're going to see like, it's a forest miniseries. So we're going to see the big fight at the end. But I, I like there's a lot of conversation about like what a hero is and everything. And now on to the, well, actually, last week, Edenwood number one, I read. I read that mm-hmm. digitally. That's a book that Tony Daniel is doing, but he's writing and drawing it. Oh, cool. So I wanted to check it out because I like Tony Daniel. Yeah. And it's it's a cool first issue, but he takes a lot of swings. So, like, it takes place in our world, but, like, something happened that created these bubbles around the world that are slowly taking everything over that are kind of Mm fantasy-esque, but they're being taken over by demons. Mm -hmm. And then when you go into it, it's its own atmosphere almost, where, like, time moves differently and all this shit. And you've got these armies of witches who have also found out how to create like actual armies and like tanks and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's this weird mix of like magic and like military stuff. But the main character we meet is a demon hunter who finds this kid who jumps into the, one of the bubbles mm-hmm. and finds himself in the middle of this war and like kind of puts him under his wing and then snap we're three years in the future. And we don't know what's going on but we see the demon hunter again and he's talking about things and they're trying to find this girl that also jumped in with them. So you mm-hmm. get the idea like the little kid died and then you find out later that no, the demon hunter died and the little kid's the demon hunter now. Oh, and then he gets like, he runs into a group of the the military people who are just running around, like killing anything that looks like a demon. Yeah. And we find out there's demons that can like turn into people and then like transform to kill them. And so they just see this person that looks weird with like, it almost looks like a revolutionary war jacket. Yeah. And then like a a skull mask on. It's a cool design. Yeah. And uh, they shoot him up and just like kill him. And like, okay, so the lead character's dead now. What the fuck? What the hell? But Mike, of course, he's not dead. Because he's a demon. (laughs) We don't know why. But he just like gets up and he has like a bullet hole in his eye. And he's like, Uh Oh hey, and he finds out that the kid who or the person who was shooting at him was one of his friends from back in the real world. 
Oh my god. So like I said, a lot of swings and a lot of weird things, but enough questions where I'm like, I'll check out issue two and see what you got here. Yeah. Uh, I think my biggest critique is that like because Tony Daniels an artist, and I find this when artists try to do writing, he overwrites and points. Like there's times where I'm like, he could have trimmed that down a bit. Like we didn't need all this exposition here. <laughs> or yeah. this could have been like put into another issue instead of like continuing to layer shit for me. It's like his death stroke run. <laughs> oh, I forgot he wrote that. Uh just yeah, the, so just stay do the death stroke art. I don't need the I don't need the, I don't even remember what that story was about. <laughs> yeah. So I'll I'll buy issue two and check it out, but uh it's on a short leash. I'll put it that Okay. A lot of cool ideas. Just yeah, probably should have hired a writer. <laughs> yeah, or somebody to organize them. The Avengers number seven, which was an okay issue. It just we get this future story where it's like the end of the world and it's the last fight of the Avengers, and then we find out this is one that I like. Jeb McKay, but this is one of the cheesiest like literary devices that can be used and this is something we talked about in like high school is like mm-hmm. don't do this when you're writing right it's all a dream mike <laughs> oh no and we find out that like they're all just being controlled by this like puppet master and put to sleep and when they wake up they like are back to where they were in the impossible city at the end of the last issue yeah and that's when like the the real villain shows up which is the the Meriden and the twilight court that we mm-hmm. saw in last year's issue of timeless. Um, and, and they're there to take out Kang, but they're not necessarily good guys either, as we learned in that timeless issue. So I don't know. It sets up like them coming to be the big bad, but I thought it was kind of a lame story device for yeah. an entire issue to get two pages of like, and this is what the story's about. So, yeah. And they mm-hmm. do whoever who did the art on this uh, villa CF Villa Carol Dan- Danvers is swole in this issue. <laughs> That's awesome. It, it's like dude, veins popping out of her That's arms. Amazing. Like, <laughs> like it was whole. funny. It was funny to see because Carol's always been drawn as strong. Yeah, but like slender like yeah feminine strong and right. this one she just looks like she hulk strong from like <laughs> yeah it's, it's that's weird. awesome uh no one issue six this series as a whole if you take in this the book the podcast everything is one of my favorite things happening right now cool because everything that's happening in that podcast now it started off kind of just like this is the recap of the book and now it's taken on its own life and it's telling its own story that's affecting what's happening in the comic. Cool. Which will be interesting in like resale of this book. <laughs> yeah. But for being in the moment, it's a really cool thing. But basically like in the last podcast, they tried to name suspects of who no one was. And by doing that, they gave the accountability killer names of people to kill. And so he in this issue, he's going around killing all those people until they find the last person. And when that happens, no one basically tails him and uses him as bait to find him and tries to fight him, mm. but fails, gets shot. And then the the, the kid he was or the guy he's protecting helps no one get out. And 
does like that classic, like, should I take the helmet off to see who it is? And then yeah. doesn't yeah. and runs away because no one tells him just to go because he's bleeding out from this mm -hmm. bullet wound. And then the, the reporter that's a part of the podcast, there's a whole B story of her freaking out because she feels like these deaths are her responsibility because she did the show and everything when she was forced by the publisher to do it. There's just a lot of cool stuff in here. And uh, I'm interested on in how this ties in with anything uh, uh, Radiant Black because it is part of the Massiverse. <laughs> but it's a really cool book. <laughs> guess you'll find out eventually. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mortal Hulk, no, or sorry, Mortal Thor number three. This will be my last issue. It's just not doing it. Damn. It, it's it's spinning wheels. It, like, yeah. we're not moving anything forward. We're just, I think the Al Ewing's like getting too clever with himself at this point. And I was mm -hmm. never a big fan of his writing to begin with. Like, Immortal Hulk was really good. And I am enjoying that Avengers Inc. book. But outside of that, I can't name something that I really liked by him. Right. Um, and I've talked to a few people and they all seem to be feeling the same about Thor. So we'll see how that one holds up. Midnight show number two. So we find out that like what's happening is the curse of that movie has come to the real world. And now they're being transported to the world that those movies take place in. And what happened was, is the basically the plot of the movie is being played out in the real world where all mm. the different there. So they're, versions of the universal monsters yeah and all of them are fighting for supremacy to see who's the best monster and then awesome. we, then like van helsing shows up and he's just like i'm gonna help save everybody oh cool and it's a really cool i mean it's colin bun it's a cool premise and it's got yeah. universal monster stuff in it so i'm i'm really enjoying it and i like his twist on frankenstein it might have been done before but i'm not like the biggest frankenstein fan where this version of frankenstein was created and then, sorry, Frankenstein's monster was created. And then mm -hmm. Dr. Frankenstein took his brain and put it inside of Frankenstein. Oh, that's cool. So it's Frankenstein's body with Dr. Frankenstein's brain. That's cool. And I got Ultimate Universe number one. Mm -hmm. So this is the last of the Ultimate Universe stuff before the books start happening. Um, basically, all you need to know, Mike, is that Thor is free. He was imprisoned by the Asgardians for some crime. They have Captain America and Ice, but they're not really sure how to get them out without killing them. <laughs> and Thor just wants to smash the ice open. Nope. And, and all this is being done by Iron Lad, which is Tony Stark, and Doctor Doom, which is Reed Richards. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, they run into Captain Britain, they fight him, but they go to where the maker is kept all so the maker like any good villain kept everything all the artifacts from how he changed time mm -hmm. so like he has the spider that was supposed to create spider-man and like things like that yeah and they go to one of these places and find a bunch of them and take them and so that's how they're going to reset the ultimate universe is they're going to take these items and somehow create things yeah so i almost think that because peter's still alive i don't know if you probably don't remember but in one of the ultimate books from a few months ago, we saw that the maker saved Peter from being bitten by the right, spider. Right. So Peter's still alive. Yeah. So this said to me that we're not going to do time travel and change things. We're just going to create the heroes here and now. And if that's true, that makes 
Peter Parker all the more interesting in that mm-hmm. he's going to be middle-aged and just getting the powers. And just getting his powers. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. Yeah. It's um, an interesting twist. Yeah, and then through all that, like the different clans that are controlling all the world, mm-hmm. one of them basically betrays them, so they decide they're going to take it over. And the area they're talking about is the United States. It's North America, but it's the United States. Mm-hmm. And they bomb New York City. <laughs> oh, my God. So there's a giant crater in New York City now. That's crazy. Um, Yeah, really cool. Just, I'm really excited for Ultimate stuff. And then I'll just finish real quick with a Kickstarter book. Technically, two Kickstarter books. Hospice. I've got oh, yeah. a Hospice from Frank Martin, which is the Catskill Cannibal. And then Hospice from Travis Gibb, which is No Freedom in Texas. Uh, I'll start with Gibbs, No Freedom in Texas. It's been out of everybody who was in this project, Gibb was probably my favorite. And this has been my least favorite book. Mm. Uh, it just it centers around things that I, just, I thought he like, there's some bad dialogue choices in here, I think. And yeah. I would love to talk to him about them because, like, I get if you have criticisms of certain people and everything, and some of the criticisms are justified. Right. But like, there's literally a line in here where a guy goes, please help me Republican Jesus. And I'm just like, dude, nobody says that. <laughs> like, I get what you're going for. And I yeah. get the criticism, but like, nobody says that. Yeah, nobody says that. Um, But it's about like uh, people jumping the border. Mm-hmm. And when they get here, they're chased by these guys who are like, who are border control, but they're not working for the government. Mm-hmm. so they're just like dudes who think they're border control and they chase him into the hospice where a demon appears and then they get attacked but the demon needs to eat an innocent in order to like transform uh-huh. and so they the the guy who's the border control tries to get the immigrant to like give him his daughter the baby and be like oh yeah yeah just just take him because he doesn't care about him yeah and the guy obviously won't do it Long story short, he ends up killing the border agent and then transforms, and the guy's just confused because he's like, well, how is how is he an innocent? And right. the lady's just like, well, by innocent, we meant virgin. And like that's, <laughs> duh, 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 that's the joke. Yeah, I just thought it landed flat. Maybe it's me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I like, you didn't need to go that route with it, I feel like. I felt like it was just trying to poke fun at certain things and like yeah. like i said if that's i mean he wanted to tell the story he wanted to tell so i'm not justifying that or judging right. that i'm just saying for me personally it just all landed flat yeah and it's unfortunate because like i said gib was probably my favorite of the group um and his didn't hit the other ones have been really good though so one out of four so far not bad but then frank martin's one i really liked so the whole idea here is it's a cannibal who lives in upstate new york so right there you got me yeah um he has to maintain a weight of 666 pounds oh my god so like you know just add in that little demon stuff for me yeah he has one of those demons inside of him he's on death's row but they let him go to this hospice house instead and uh so all these hospice houses that they're doing in this book are all run by the same people. Mm-hmm. And the hospice like paid off some people and said, bring him here because he has a demon inside of him. They want to bring it out. And that's kind of the whole crust of, crust of the story. Like he, 
goes there and it's run by like a, a five-star chef and everything. And we find out that chef's all fucked up too. Cause he like kills people <laughs> and serves it to people. Of course. And yeah, he gets his last meal, which is another human. And then when he does that, like that's enough to get him to the point where this demon can be released and everything. Mm-hmm. It's really fucked up. The art's really cool too. Cause like, I mean, you saw the, yeah, you can cover. see the guy in the front. Yeah. It's great. Like, that's the art throughout the book too. That's cool. So like, you can see he he goes pretty gross with it. Like, oh yeah, it's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, it's a really interesting book in that I'm not one for horror, but I do dabble in horror, Mike, here mm-hmm. and there, and uh, nice. this has been one I enjoyed. Cool. So, Mike, I believe that's everything I read this week. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Fortress Ricker on Twitter. Where can they find you and or the show? Find me at Fortress Chris on whatever social media you like. I'm there. And you can find the show at Fortress Comics underscore on Twitter or at FortressComicNews.com. If you want to support the show, good ways to do it are to give us five-star reviews on Podcatchers. Uh, Like, subscribe, share, comment down below on YouTube. Uh, If you want to support me, you can go over to ChrisComicsCorner.Substack.com. And then also you can support us at patreon.com slash comics. Thank you all so much for listening this week. And we'll see you all here next week.